Yo, 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 how's everybody doing? Hey, this is Keith Ferrante here. I want to talk a little bit about America, New York, and Colorado, and what I have learned and been learning as I have been on this journey of engaging America. Uh, something that the Lord began to speak to me about, about... Um, Oh, November of 2022, as he said, Keith, you need to engage. I actually wrote a book about it. It's time to engage. And anyways, in that uh, revelation, in that time frame in November, I was over in Portugal and I had went over there because I was following a prophetic word that said you need to... Um, you know, like doors are going to open for you in Europe and in Asia. There's going to be a lot of favor there. You're going to speak to presidents. You're going to speak to CEOs and you're going to help. You're going to bring deliverance to nations. And so I went on this journey and someone had been inviting me to Portugal for a little bit. And I, I kept saying, no, I don't really feel it. I don't really feel like I want to go. And then finally, I'm like, well, maybe I should go. Maybe, maybe let's just see what the Lord's, you know, let the Lord, what's, what's the Lord got going with that. And so I went over and uh, when I was there, I had this encounter in the Word of God uh, concerning the life of Joshua. And in the life of Joshua, I began to get a blueprint about how to take your land, how to take your cities, regions, geographies. And, and then the Lord spoke to me and he was, um, so I thought, well, that was cool. That was for me. And then I, I went home, I went back to America. And while I was there, I was asking the Lord about what 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 was the word of the Lord for 2023? What what was what was he saying to me for 2023? I used to always ask the Lord to give me a word, just like the all the, the prophets that I've or some of the prophets that I've related to get a word for the next year. And so I'm asking the Lord, what's the word for the next year? And the Lord says, Well, you it's it's you need to engage America, which was a surprise to me because I had just been in Europe thinking, man, God's, God's opening up the nations. I have this prophetic word about the nations. And then here out of the blue comes, you need to engage America. So I wrote the book, it's time to engage, but I also then began to go on a journey of discovery on God's heart for America. And whenever God gives me a geography to, to, uh, to impact and to bring some, you know, the prophetic word of the Lord in, I always have to go like, what do you, um, I have to get his heart for that. How, you know, I, I process with the Lord, like, what are you seeing about that region, state, city, in this particular case, America. And so I, every, every day I would wake up and I would process a, um, a particular state. I'd ask the Lord what state. The first state he gave me was Louisiana. If you if, right over, I have my map here about Louisiana, and uh, and the whole and actually whole America. But I started writing on the map. Hand and put in handwriting. I, I began to write a slogan for each state. In in uh, Louisiana was the the reconciliation state and. And then in Texas, the government state, and New Mexico, the Reformation state, uh, Arizona, the Overcomer state. And I could just go on and name all 50 of them. I, I didn't even know all 50 before I started praying. I did not, I probably couldn't 
tell you all 50 and where they are. Now I can. I've prayed now hundreds of times over every state in America. And the slogan that I was declaring over that state, as well as then I would get a prophetic word for that state. And then I would do some research on that state. And then I would kind of compare the research with the prophetic word and kind of see, oh, this is because it was kind of fun, you know, prophesying, prophesying ahead of time um, without knowing anything really in depth about the state other than what I had picked up over the years. Like, so it was fun. Like when I was <clears throat> prophesying over Pennsylvania, I started getting this whole thing about innovation. I called it the innovative state and getting this whole thing about innovation and connecting it to Benjamin Franklin uh, inventor and, and and all this sort of stuff. And then once I, after I was done prophesying, I went and researched and I'm like, oh my word, Benjamin Franklin was from Pennsylvania and inventor. And I was just like, wow, I'm really on to something. So different states had different little journeys and it was really special uh, time, those 50 days, 50 or so days where I was just going after every state, getting a word, praying, trying to get my heart connected because I know God will not give me any nation, location, or whatever that I don't have a heart for. So whenever he gives me an assignment, Engage America, I know, wow, first step is to get a heart for America. And I'd encourage you, do you have a heart for America? Maybe you're listening from another part in the world. If you're, if you're from another part in the world, do you have a heart for your own country? Like, how are you going to get a word that impacts people? How are you going to get... You know, how are you going to make a difference if you don't actually have a heart and like get God's heart? Like, how do I get prophecy? It's just not just Keith trying to prophesy according to the problems of a nation. It's like me, I'm trying to prophesy according to God's original design for that nation. God's original design is is the journey is where I want to go. Um, is, is, is where I want to, you know, to, to be like. I, I was processing as I recently was in New York and we were prophes prophesying over New York, the, the influential state. And as I was preparing to go to New York with my wife, my daughter, and my future son-in-law, um, I you know spent a couple months praying and processing New York and what do you want to do, Lord? And we, we, you know, we found a key a connection there that could that we we could facilitate a time of an evening where we're declaring things over New York and over the individuals that were there in, in that meeting, particular meeting, as well as over America. And but as I was on that journey, I was processing with one of my spiritual mentors, um, Georgian Banoff, about how to get prophetic insights for America and for New York and we were processing and he's like Keith you got to go back to the original um, time where the father was you know father son and Holy Spirit before the world was created we're thinking about what was America going to be for what was God's purpose for creating the world what was his purpose for creating humanity Get way above, because 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 I was telling him, you know, George and I'm getting some prophetic intel about America, about the president, the current president, about the previous president, some of their glitches, 
some of the things we need to pray into. I'm seeing some of the problems in America prophetically. The Lord's showing me different stuff, but I feel like I'm sort of like not getting as high up as I should be getting. Those are good intercession points, but they're not really getting me above all the stuff that the world is like shouting out. And so I went up, uh, Georgie and I processed this and it kind of helped open something up to me. It's like I began to recognize, wow, Jesus even said stuff like, hey, at the beginning of time, I created man and woman, male and female, and uh, like I created them to be one. I created, you know, to, to be oneness. And Moses created, you know, you know, said you could divorce your spouse. But at the beginning of time, it was not so. And I began to see this language was talking about the beginning of time and and even stuff like Jeremiah, where he's like, uh, where God tells Jeremiah, hey, before you were born, uh, I, I called you as a prophet to the nations. I begin to see, wow, original design, original design. We can prophesy from original design. We can prophesy. We've got to get to original design when we prophesy over individuals, states, nations, uh, situations. We've got to get higher than second heaven. After, after I begin to process that with Georgia, I realized, you know what? I'm getting a lot of second heaven intel. I'm getting a lot of, okay, this is what the enemy's doing. How do we do what God wants to do in that situation? Some people say you call it flipping it. But I would say that's a good start. But like we got to get before the flip was even needed. We, we have to get, we need to be as prophetic people who love God, who want to bring God's purposes into the earth. We have got to begin to get his heartbeat, his original design. First uh, John says, I think it's in chapter two, first John two, it says, fathers know him who is from the beginning. In other words, fathers know original design. Fathers, people that carry father's heart, know the original design of the person in front of them, instead of all the mess that's in front of them. It's, oh, this is God's original design. You've gotten skewed. Let's get you back on track, because here's God's purpose for you and the earth. All that to say, as, as I've processed nations and, um, and, and continue to go on that journey with a, uh, you know, our, uh, my nation, America, and engage, and engage it, when I went to New York, I was very provoked to not see New York according to all of the things that's went through the last years, all the, you know, things that I might not even agree with politically and what's happened to the people. But like, what is God saying for this particular state and in the city of New York and and the people that are there? I've got to get up higher. So when I went to New York, uh, the I was armed with that. I was armed and confident that God was beginning to show us something. And I, as we got there, we began to minister to the individuals. We be, there was a lot of hopelessness. There was a lot of hopeless people in the room because they just come out of COVID 2023. Actually, the last time some of those folks had been in a meeting was in a meeting that I did in 2020 before COVID. And then everything shut down. No meetings. Some of them had not went back to another meeting until that, that meeting in 2023. So I felt like it was God's redemption. But one thing I reminded people in New York of that, that I was with was that, you know what? You need to, you need to, rem you need to remember your identity. And you get your identity from your prophetic words oftentimes and things the Lord has spoken to you and other key people in your life have spoken to you. And you need to remember the God identities because that's, a part of your original design. 
When God gives you a prophetic word that says, this is who you are, you're a mighty warrior. To Gideon, he tells him that. That was his original design. Gideon was hiding, he was in the cave. But what happens? He eventually becomes the warrior that conquers, takes back Israel, becomes the judge. There's, I think, 80 years of peace or something in Gideon's, in Gideon, during Gideon's reign or something like that. And like it's really important for us to catch God's original design. So when I was in New York, I was prophesying God's original design for New York, for the individuals, that you are a people, New York, of influence, that God originally before the foundation of the earth. You know what God told me to do? He told me to go to George Washington. He says, I want you to go back to the founder of America as you go back to original design of what I designed America to be. Who's the founders? Who's the founding fathers? Go back because I put something in them that I liked, that I saw. And a lot of times we look back in history and we think, a lot of people want to like shoot people like Christopher Columbus and oh, let's get rid of him from history and let's get rid of this person. They were this or that. But you never get anywhere when you look back because when you look back, you see you're looking back from now and they were operating in what they had then. They had slaves and they had this and that. And we're like, oh, get rid of them. They had slaves. No, they were walking in the current revelation that they had then. But they might have been godly according to the revelation revealed to them. We're responsible for the revelation revealed to us. So I want us to be careful that we don't push out of society people that God has actually designed for us to pay attention to, like Christopher Columbus. Like, like I caught an anointing from Christopher Columbus in Portugal. And when I came back to America and God says, engage America, I knew it. That was from the anointing I caught from Christopher Columbus, who many people have tried to wipe out of the history books because he, he discovered America, not necessarily United States, but he, he was the first one that was given the honor of like, hey, we recognize you uh, as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a founding, you know, the first discoverer of this part of the world. Even though there's other people that are already here, Native Americans, First Nations people, others, others. He gets he gets that honor. Like, let's not shoot our history because we're having a better future. I, I used to get so critical of people and, oh man, they're doing this, they're doing that, doing this. And the Lord's like, Keith, they've done everything I'm asking them to do. You do, do what I've asked you to do. You go and do what I've called you to do. Don't, don't be judging them. So I've had to learn how to not be critical of people that are not working in what I'm currently w walking in. Uh, so it's important for us as we're, as we're prophesying over people and as we go back, we have this in mind. So I was looking back and I was looking at George Washington, the first president, but even before the nation was America, he was, he was leading the battle to, to bring us independence, to bring us uh, freedom from England and bring independence. And he became the first president and he, you know, was a part of the Constitution and everything, signing it and this and that. And it's like he was going to only do one term, a one four-year term. But there was two leaders that were coming after him, uh, that, that were fighting to be the leader of, the, of America after that, that he saw that if one of them were become, would become the leader, it would actually divide America. So he led again. But he, and he went and he served uh, one more term. And when he was done, he had a letter he wrote to everybody. It's like a, it's a final letter, letter about 
his time as president and what he hoped to see the future of America become and be. And I was just reading that. I was going, ah, oh, this is why God chose him. This is, this is a part of the original design of America. In the heart of George Washington, he really wanted unity. And he said, we must protect the unity of America as a whole over the individual states, different priorities. The priority of this state, this state, this state, this state. The whole is bigger. That's why, you know, we have this declaration, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Like that was in the heart of George Washington and others that were a part of that. One unique nation. He had other things. One thing he said I thought was interesting was he had a priority for religious beliefs. He said political people in his final closing letter, political, polit political leaders will eventually think they don't need religion. And they will begin to think that they can rule without it and they will want to rule it out. But make sure in America that you never allow <clears throat> moral standards and godly beliefs to be devalued because of the, the smartness of the politician. Because the moral compass that the church gives and um, that God gives brings a needed protection so the nation does not veer off course, which is so interesting because we, what have we had such a fight uh, over in America to separate out religion from politics and separate out religion and separate it out from America. Now, God originally designed America to be an advocate for religious freedom. Of course, in doing, in doing so, there, there had to be there had to be a freedom for people to choose this and that and this and that other than Jesus Christ. They could choose this. They could choose that. God's heart is, of course, that everybody comes and acknowledges him and, and, and yields to him as Lord. But he created America where there was freedom because that's how heaven's culture is. God is not forcing anybody to go to heaven through Jesus. He's inviting. There is a freedom still in there. If you don't choose him by not choosing him, you choose the alternative, which is not good, hell and whatever is there. Like you don't get eternal life, you get death and um, separation from your loved ones and family and in lack of reward. It's just terrible. But the beauty of how God designed America was for unity, which is biblical. Psalms 133. God created that in our nation which is the biggest spirit that the enemy is actually trying to bring in. And as from day one, when, when George Washington was turning it over, there were two opposing parties so politically opposed to each other and violently fighting each other, like uh, with emotion, you know, emotion. And it's like the Lord was like, I need a people that are that I, I you know I need to embed into America a value system of unity. It's it's like a good marriage has two different perspectives. It's not like one perspective is the dominant. A good marriage has both perspectives, and the, and at different times one defers to the male, other times one defers to the female, the husband and the wife. Like that's like scripture says, submit to one another out of fear of the Lord, and then wives submit to your husband. But there's a mutual submission. Sometimes we get a little bit, oh, it's just a man that woman should submit to. No, 
It's both. Same in America. There's times when we need to, we need to submit to one particular value system and another time, another. We're, we're trying to submit to value systems that honor the Lord in the long term. But there are different perspectives that sometimes we don't think that one honors the Lord, but maybe there is a redemptive value in it that we need to pay attention to. So God designed America for freedom. He designed America for unity in his original design. He designed America to uh, be uh, um, an advocate for freedom for the nations, to be a champion for the gospel. Now, America has been the biggest champion of the gospel and sending out missionaries all over the earth. Now, now there's other nations that have done quite a lot, like Korea sends out quite a lot of missionaries and others. But America has been a biggest. There's so many things that America still leads in, in, in its human, humanitarian relief of other countries and nations and people. And we're, God has really blessed us. And we've been a blessing to so many people in the world because God designed us that way. Every country has original design that's beautiful. That's before the foundation of the earth. God designed it that way. Now he's wanting us prophets to see back to that. So when I was in New York, I'm like, God, what is your original design for New York? As I was praying for several months, you're the influential state. But what is God saying over you? And there's something about unity in diversity in New York. There's something about each individual being valued, but then honoring Jesus as Lord. And, and there's something in New York about humility that's super strategic for those that are going to overcome in New York to be humble because there's, there can be a little bit of an arrogance in a city that sort of has a whole ecosystem on its own. It's, it's, it's huge. It's in, 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 the, in the state even of New York. It's like there can be like a mindset of an arrogance that begins to form. So God's, his charge to New Yorkers, it's like, hey, walk in humility. Don't get into that place where it's like, I have everything. I know everything. I'm like Laodicea. I'm, I, I'm rich and I need nothing, but you don't realize you're poor and you're blind, and you're naked and you're lukewarm. It's like you need to carry this humility of needing others. One thing that uh, God is, other thing God spoke over New York is that New York is a, um, it is a state of, it's, it's, it's a gateway state. It's a place where, of course, we had, you had people coming in as, as a main port of entry into America and they would go through New York and they would go and they would have to sign in and everything and get recorded in um, as they come in the port from ships and this and that. And my, my grandparents even came over from Italy, uh, I believe, through, you know, into America. And, and then, you know, the first ones that came to know the Lord, my grand my Ferranti parents, they used to be Catholic before and then they became believers and. My, my parents, my grandparents started serving the Lord, becoming preachers. And then my dad, mom, you know, followed suit. And then I followed suit. Uh, so it's like there was there was a there's there's a gateway that people come and go out of out of that out of New York. But also it's a gateway of worship. Isaiah 22, 22. It's like I will give you the keys of David, whatever you open opens, whatever you shut shut. So God is wants the people of New York to walk in their influence, their, their key, the key of influence to open what, what God wants to be open, to release into the earth and into America what needs to be 
what God wants to bring in, and then shut out what God does not want to have brought in. This is part of New York, the people of New York's kingdom people, their their role, their their king, their purpose. So there's there's more, and I would I would encourage you guys to dig in and keep asking the Lord about New York. But then before before that, the first state I went to was Colorado. And my, my wife and I went there a few months before New York and we were praying again a couple months over Colorado. What do you want us to do there? How do you want us to do this? And we ended up, you know, we gathered a couple hundred, 200 people, something like that. And, and we just got together and we're praying. Uh, once, once we got there, once we got on site, once we flew over and we had a three hour meeting there. And then I spent some time with some business people and some other, and some other people, but like the, the meeting itself, when we were prophesying over Colorado, we were in Colorado Springs and the Lord just, you know, really, he, what, what's, what's the slogan over Colorado Springs is the, um, the kingly state or uh, over, over Colorado itself, the kingly state. And so we just begin to call out the kingly anointing of the Colorado people and, and to engage their land because kings engage land and their kings are known in the Bible. The kings were known by did they deal with the strongholds? Did they deal with the high places? And did they honor the Lord? Did they honor the covenant with God? And the, if you know they would be they would be reprimanded if they didn't. It's like, hey, this king served the Lord. So, oh, yeah, check. You serve the Lord. But he did not take down the idol that was on this hill. So kings, the, the anointing of Colorado is to honor the Lord, honor God's values, partner with him in covenant, and then deal with high places and strongholds and things that don't honor the Lord. And at, at the end of the at, at the end of the time, we, we will, you know, people in Colorado will, will be um, held accountable for that kingly anointing that God has given them. Did they take territory? Did they own the territory God gave them to engage with and to, and to go after and, and to bring heaven to? Or did they resist, um, you know, just kind of hide out, not really address issues and, um, you know, th those sort of things. And it's, it's, a, it's a powerful calling. There's a lot of, even just in Colorado Springs, there's a lot of amazing ministries that have come out of there that have changed the world, that have influenced the world. There's also, there's a bunker there that the president and others can go hide in if there's some sort of catastrophe. There's, there's a governmental authority there. That kingly authority is a governmental authority that God uh, wants his people to walk in. But it's, it's an authority of uh you know some of the struggles in colorado is 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 you know being very being very open to whatever but in reality god designed originally colorado to be a people that would honor his values get rid of strongholds get rid of ifas not let the enemy rule walk in authority in the particular sphere that god has given like he needs his people in colorado to understand where their particular authority is. Maybe it's within their job, home, and neighborhood. Maybe it's within a city. Maybe it's within a region. Maybe it's within the whole state. Maybe it's a part of the nation or nations. Or maybe it's some industry online. 
or an industry that's more of an uh, or you know, like in, in in the tech space or or whatever. But he wants his people there to rise up and and to really begin to take ownership of what he has given them. And so we really provoke people, and a lot of people in Colorado. And, and for that meeting that night, people were, you know, people fly in from other places just for those three hour meetings. We're having a really good time seeing one another. And like people got inspired. People got their hope restored. People began to see something that they hadn't seen before about their own life and began to step in. And, and, I, and I'd encourage you guys, like God is wanting to get, refire us up, get our purpose to, to, to really, really connect to that purpose and really connect to where God has called us and who God has called us to and what God has called us to do and really get focused on that and, and partner with the Lord in it, partner with healthy kingdom people in it and really in, enjoy the journey. And God's after you individually, really embracing his purposes. He's after uh, each particular state that we're looking at in as we... Uh, engage America and he's looking at him he's 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 concerned about America itself there's some things in America that God's concerned about and like the one of the wings of America as as an eagle and like a prophetic picture of America as an eagle has been clipped and um so we've been praying into that and there's there's also some things the Lord showed me about America that had to he showed me like a a Nazi, a Nazi swastika coming up over America with the face of Hitler on it. And like, there is like this socialistic kind of thing kind of coming, trying to come over America. But like, we need to recognize the original purpose of the DNA of America that God designed it for us for, and which was for freedom. And anything that would steal freedom, and I've, and I've, I've some of my spiritual fathers, like Georgian Banoff came out of communism and, and escaped from a communistic country. And that didn't did not believe in God and taught everyone that God did not exist and and then I've other prophet mentors like like Wendell McGowan who's really fought for freedom and in the Vietnam War and other things and and they all are like we've tasted of communism and what we see here reminds us of that and so I used to kind of think oh, I wonder if they're just being a little bit a little bit much uh, just being honest but then I realized I'm like wow. Uh, they are onto something. The Lord showed me that. That's sort of the second heaven intel. Oh, wow, this is what the enemy's doing. Elisha could see that. He could see, he, he rest in that. He could rest. You know, his, his servant was freaking out. He's like, oh my word, there's, there's all these bad guys everywhere and they're coming to, you know, to surround the city. And, and, and Gehazi said, oh, you know what? You got to see a little bit higher. Come up and see the chariots of fire. Woo, I feel that anointing. And guys, I mean, I throw out some of those little things as points of prayer. We need to be in prayer about our nation, but then we need to come up higher. And we need to begin to see what God is bringing into the earth. God is bringing into the earth and into America. He's bringing a mighty move of God. He's bringing a mighty outpouring of his spirit. He is coming as the Jesus with the sword out of his mouth to rule the nations. Those who overcome to the church of Thyatira, he says, those who overcome Jezebel and sexual immorality and the gender confusion and family confusion, you know, like all the stuff the enemy's trying to do right now that from that Jezebel spirit, those who overcome, I will give authority over the nations. And America's destiny is to have authority in the nations. 
not to dominate them, but to serve them, to help bring the gospel for them. And so I just pray right now that everyone that watches this video will engage your nation. And if you're in America, you would engage America from the third album. You begin to prophesy what God is doing instead of all the stuff the enemy's doing. Let's pray into that. But then let's focus on what's God doing? What's God saying? Where is God showing up? What is Jesus doing as he's coming to the earth? He's coming to the earth. Woo! Just like Jesus, just like Joshua met the, the Lord on the road to Jericho. And, and, and he asked the Lord. He didn't recognize it was the Lord. Are you for us or against us? And, and, and the Lord's like, hey, I'm neither for you nor against you. I'm either for you nor for your enemies. See, that's how God comes. He doesn't come with a for and against. The enemy wants to make America against each other and tear itself apart. That's been the original battle from George Washington from before all the way till now, several hundred years later. The enemy wanted to bring division. He's tried to do it several times. Abraham Lincoln had a moment where he saw that you know America was going to be divided. He didn't want to go to war over slavery. But he had a black woman that kept, he kept walking past every day when he would go to the White House. And there was a yellow house there. There was a yellow house next to the White House. The yellow house had slaves uh, that would be bought. And this black woman was a free black woman. She was prophetic, loved the Lord. And she, whenever she would meet Abraham Lincoln, as he walked down the road, she would prophesy to him. She was like, you know, every person is meant to be equal in the sight of God. And every day, every day, every day, she prophesied in him. She spoke into him. And it was eventually, it got in there. And Abraham Lincoln went to war against an evil that was going to bring, that, that God needed to eradicate out of America. But uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln had to, do, had to fight the war in such a way that when the war was over, he hadn't decimated the, the South. He hadn't decimated the, uh, those that, that, that were, you know, slave owners in the states that were uh, for slavery. And he hadn't bashed them in the process. And this is really the, the, the issue that we're dealing with right now in, our, in, in America is that there is a spirit of, of, of Herod, the leaven of Herod that's creeped in, the, the hypocrisy and uh, uh, accusation and trying to find what's wrong with each other. And, and we've got to get in the third heavens before the foundation of the earth. There's no for or against. God created this beautiful America for his purpose. <clears throat> he wants us to embrace America. He wants us to fall in love with America all over again. Not for the sake of just being like a, a nationalist, but for the sake of because God loves nations. God says, hey, go and make disciples of nations. God wants us to disciple nations. And how do we first disciple nations? By first understanding God's heart for a nation. I, I do pray for presidents and previous presidents and the next presidents and all these kind of things. And those are actually lesser deals. And when our last president came into office and a lot of people were like freaking out and, and the Lord was like, I, I had an encounter with him and, and I was in high praise and I'm in worship and I'm just, oh, you're so amazing. 
amazing. You're so awesome. You're so incredible. And the Lord began to speak to me in this place where I was kind of in the throne room. He's like, Keith, no king is a big deal. No president is a big deal before me. No CEO, no prophet, no apostle. Nobody is a big deal before me. I can deal with anybody. It's so easy. Everyone's freaking out. And God's like, I got this. We got to see from the foundation of the earth, God looks outside of time and he's like, it's all going to work out for good. Even what the enemy meant for evil, the enemy doesn't have the last card, but he's looking for the saints to rise up. The enemy could rule a little bit longer than he should because we don't rise up the right way. But one thing is God will not give you a nation you don't have a heart for. I was, I was in, I was praying, you know, I was doing a lot of prayer stuff for California and I was getting sent to the hospital was praying for different capital sites and and um, where, where, where the capital used to be before it was California, then then while it was the state of California, but before it landed in Sacramento and San Francisco, Monterey, others. And, and I was getting in the hospital for kidney problems. And then like a couple after, hours after I had been at a, a site and then and then um, I got vertigo where you're, you're spinning for months and the doctors couldn't figure it out what was going on. They thought this is going to be with you for the rest of your life, both these issues. They had no remedy. And I'm like, well, Lord, why, how come that the enemy could get me physically when I was praying? I, I wasn't like coming against our state in a, in a sense. I was praying blessing. And, and you know what? The, the Lord told me after a while, I said, Keith, you're praying for California, but you don't love California. You got to love because love's a covering. There's a difference between praying out of frustration and anger and you just want to change things and you're so frustrated with legislation you disagree with and things that you don't feel are biblical. And, and, and you might be right. They, they, may, they may not be biblical. But love wins. That's the truth in love. We're not compromising the truth, but we've got to get the love piece. And so I would encourage you, for America, you've got to get God's love for the nation. You've got to love it more than you want to just change political people. You gotta love. You gotta love. I feel that. I feel the, this is this is this. God so loved the world. Now he has he's told me the current president, a, a pre you know the pre a previous president, like there's some things that need to change with both of them. And he's looking for leaders. It's not set in the books. He's looking for leaders that are going to be humble and he is, 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 he will increase his disciplinary process with kings that do not listen. He gives them chances. Some of them, he increases their disciplinary processes because they're not listening. They're not catching the level of humility they need to carry the Abraham Lincoln grace to deal with issues, but to unite our nation. To deal with issues that are ungodly, but to unite our nation. God is looking for, and the invitation is out there. The baton is open for who will honor the values of heaven, champion the values of heaven, but not smash those who don't. In love, refute even your enemies, Scripture says. In gentleness, speak to those who oppose you, so that afterwards they will you know, not have anything bad to say about you. You will not be ashamed. So it, it's a challenge to not operate in the leaven of Herod. That's why even for me, I can't, I can't even listen to people that I agree with politically in this season because so, so oftentimes they're just bashing the other party 
other political parties to get their point across. And that's not the heart of God. We've got to find a way to speak the truth, go after the truth, fight for the freedom that we need to fight for, but with love for those that are bound up and being deceived by the enemy. Because guys, sometimes we might actually be for something, but actually deceived by the enemy because we're against people. So we, we might not be deceived in one area, but be deceived in a broader area. And I feel like the, the, the greater war is over the, the disunity in America. The enemy loves to kill, stone, destroy. God comes to give life in that abundantly. So these are my thoughts about America, New York, Colorado. And we'll have times in the future, Lord willing, where we talk more about these things. Let me know if this conversation is beneficial and helpful for you. These, these apostolic core values on how to prophesy, pray, be a prophet, be a saint that is, is a part of God's solutions for the world. This is God's time. He's looking for prophets, new covenant prophets and new covenant prophetic people and new covenant people, saints that hear God. We're going to win, guys. God's doing it. He's raising up a prophetic people that's going to be a part of seeing the turn around for America. Watch it happen. It's going to be good. Woo!